4: Good morning, peeps, and welcome to Woke AF Daily with Meet Your Girl, Danielle Moody, pre-recorded from the home bunker. Folks, I am so excited to welcome back to Woke AF Daily after a very long time away, my friend, the Reverend Mark Thompson, host of Make It Plain. You know, whenever Mark and I have the opportunity to get into conversation, you know, I never know where it is going to take us because there is always so much to cover and it is always so rich and informative, but also I said informing. (laughs) I'm not informative. You can tell I'm tired, but The conversations are always so good. And Mark and I talk about a range of things, but it always centers around justice. It always centers around what are we going to do? Mark makes a joke on this episode that I always look to him to tell us about the civil rights era as if he was like, you know, a grown man at that time. He was not, but he's older than me. So I always look to him and because He is, you know, and has been steeped in the Black church and in the, you know, movement for Black liberation and, you know, has been shoulder to shoulder, literally, with some of the great leaders of our time. And so, you know, I hope that you enjoy today's conversation. I always enjoy having Mark on the show, and I hope that you take something good from it. My conversation with our friend Mark Thompson is coming up next. Folks, I am so excited to welcome back to Woke AF Daily after kind of a long time. uh, My friend, the Reverend Mark Thompson, who is the host of Make It Plain. Um, Mark, we have been, I don't know how many times people say the word historic, How many times people a week say the word extraordinary, but we are living in some wild ass times, Um, very unpredictable, increasingly dangerous. And I want to start with the fact that this Republican Party. Who used to be about, quote unquote, law and order, used to hail the cops, used to uphold Institutions and agencies around law now openly threaten the FBI, openly threaten the CIA, openly threaten a now former general, the former Joint Chiefs uh, of Staff, Mark General Mark Milley. Now are just openly violent, hiding behind the First Amendment, um, and I just want to get your thoughts on this moment that many people are living on pins and needles with.
3: Well, it's always good to be with you. Thank you um, for having me. This is a pretty incredible moment. Um, I can't even take credit for what I'm about to say. Our friend and dear colleague, Joanne Reed, said this uh, not too long ago, Danielle. And that is, we are at the end politics. So politics is supposed to be about how, who gets what, when and where, and sometimes why. It's, it's, that's it. Um, the This is a two-party system in this country. It's not a multi-party democracy, like even South Africa is, or other countries for that matter. And so when you have a two-party democracy and one party is engaging in intimidation and suppression and violence and literally not governing. Yes. That leads it to the other party where the way it's set up is not as if the other party has an absolute majority or able to govern. In fact, the party that doesn't want to govern is building super majorities around the country. So I want people to remember 60 years ago, at the march on Washington, Dr. King said interposition and nullification. I hope everybody, those are big words then. What's that mean? What did Dr. King say in like folk in black church? preacher like Dr. King say something heavy. I don't know, I don't understand what he said, but it sure sound good. Um and now I hope people understand what he meant by that. This is the interposition and nullification of not just the functioning of the government, but the, the functionality of delivering services to American citizens whom are taxpayers and whom are not even taxpayers? We're going to shut it down. We're going to make it. It's not going to function. It's it's um it's a, it's a more sophisticated form of anarchy. But the violence and the threats of violence also bring about a more physical form of anarchy as well. So we are dealing with 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 anarchists. So we're not talking about politics anymore. We're not talking about delivery yep. of services. We're not talking about a two party system where there's yep. balance. And one other political entity is seeking votes and support based upon policy that they want to have. They just want to stop everything. Stop women from functioning. Stop voting. Stop us from voting. Just stop, 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 stop. Stop Black people from walking down the street. You know, anything you can stop. And as Joy said the other day, you know, the media also bears some responsibility in this because at some point people need to be made to understand that not only is this into politics, but there are there's no equivalency. This is false equivalency. Yep. What? Um. There is no equivalent between Hunter Biden and Donald Trump. No. That's not about that's not that that does not nullify. That's not mutual nullification. Hunter Biden is obviously being held accountable for whatever crimes he's accused of. Donald Trump is. Well. But Hunter Biden didn't run for president. He doesn't live in the White House. He's not the president.
4: And it's never been an elected official, right? Never has, elected never, official. has never run for office. So what wrongdoing he does in his own life has the implications for his own life. The wrongdoings that Donald Trump and his criminal ass family have done have mm-hmm. implications for the nation.
3: And and Trump is the conclusion. He is the all, he is the, the cumulative result of this effort going back to Reagan. let let's stop government. Let's stop government. Let's stop government. Now, not only can we stop it, we can be anarchists. We can be insurrectionists. We can overthrow it. We can literally stop elections. And he is the cumulative manifestation of this coming together at this hour. So this truly is a different place. And uh, the sooner that people realize that and accept it and begin articulating it, that's the only way it's ever gonna, but if we keep going around thinking, oh, well, you know, it's just how politics is in America. No, what what is the policy? What what are we doing for people? Um, You're paying taxes, you're not getting anything, middle class is struggling. All right, I mean not not to say the economy hadn't gotten better, but still that's relative. Yeah, the economy's good. But people still aren't making the wages they should be making.
4: No, because inflation is still high and the fact is that your dollar does not go as far as it used to, right? Yeah, right. And I think that, you know, here we find ourselves in this place that I don't think that we've ever been because, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Mark, but during the civil rights Era, Uh which was a dangerous time, right, Uh, in America. There was not this, or maybe I'm wrong. Let me ask you, was there this allegiance to lawlessness by the Republican Party, by the white supremacists and the conservatives that were working to um, not allow integration in schools, that were bombing churches, That work. Was there an overt allegiance by a political party to just okay it?
3: Well, to some extent, there was, especially when it came to some of the state governments and the southern governors. Yes. George Wallace. Sent the Alabama state troopers onto the Edmund Pettus Bridge. Bull Connor sent the Birmingham police force to sick dogs on people and spray water from fire hoses. So, yeah, but this is the first time you've seen a national politician.
4: Not individual acts by people, yes.
3: Right, and a national politician encouraging it in this way. Other than the Civil War, of course. (laughs) But... Mm -hmm. And what the Confederacy did. But the fact of the matter is that now, with a national figure like Donald Trump, you have a president of the United States. Think about it, too. Even in the South, Eisenhower was... He got caught in the middle. Eisenhower had to respond to what was going on in Little Rock, even if he didn't want to. Because at that time, the presidency actually mattered. Kennedy had to get in things that... He didn't when he was elected president in 1960, he didn't plan to get into some of the things he got into. Mm -hmm. That was that came on its own. And the movement made Kennedy an ally. And for a moment, Eisenhower was, too, when he sent in troops. But think about it. That's when the when the presidency uh, uh, mattered. The presidency. No longer matters because we are at the end of politics at this anarchistic Insurrectionist state I've probably said this on your show before We'll say it again for those who may have missed it But if some of you have heard it, I apologize If it's ad nauseum Remember you, you, you're, you're, you're coming from the Civil rights era context um, And it, folks it, Danielle's asking these questions But I, I, I don't want you all to take her Asking me these questions as a suggestion That I was alive and fully grown <laughs> I'm not sure If that's what she's trying to do but uh, 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 no, I was a little bit came a few years later, okay. Now, but check this out. But I read, I'm a student of history. Now, when I say this, you all remember this too. When black people before integration, before desegregation, I would like to say desegregation because we never were really integrated. But Bef- before desegregation, if we got in the white folks' pool, they had drained drain the pool. If we stayed in a hotel that wasn't desegregated, they had to burn the sheets. If, if you all remember. In Django, when Samuel L. Jackson played uh, Stephen, and and, a, a, and a, he should have gotten an Oscar for the iconic Uncle Tom. And when um, uh, um, Django shows up, he says, where's he going to sleep? Who's going to burn the sheets? Right. Lena Horne often tells the story when she was invited to play in big places. They try to put in the big hotels, but then they burn the sheets after she left. That was the mentality. Civil rights movement. So think about this. An intelligent good looking black family of four occupied 1600 pennsylvania
4: mm-hmm. Yep,
3: burn the sheets yep. In fact, you have to burn the building yep, down. yep. yep. burn yep. the country down i don't think that's heavy i don't think you need no mm. phd we, we don't need no whole lot of scholarship or fellowships to figure that out i think what i just i think i just said something this really ain't that complicated And we've always had to, have have had to be the ones to articulate, hello, um, the truth about what they did to us. See, the oppressor, the predator never does that. Mm. Hitler would say, they they, they frame what they were doing, they put their spin on what they were doing hmm The Holocaust victims says, no, no, this is what's really going on. Nobody heard them. Nobody believed them. Even here in this country, oh man, y'all, there ain't nobody really doing that. Y'all tripping. Same thing here. They are burning the sheets. And by this they, they burn the sheets in the 60s, uh, and during Django's time. I'm saying now, in this era, they're burning down the country.
2: Visit ParamountPlus.com slash the shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime Annual Plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.
4: I mean, Mark, that is a word right there. Gotta preach, word Because because <laughs> you know, because the reality is that we all know, right, intellectually speaking, that this is a white lash from the Obama presidency, but to say, to put it in the context of burning the sheets and the fact that this Black family, this Black man becomes president of the United States, not for four years, but for eight, right, is still held up as and will be, you know, potentially remembered as one of the great president's of a really interesting time in America because we don't know what this timeline is going to be of destruction and anarchy that we're in. But to equate it to the fact that, I mean, this goes beyond Jonathan Metzl's book, Dying of Whiteness. This is like, we are going to burn everything to the ground because this group, these people, who we believe should still exist in shackles, should still exist solely in service to us, dare to enter into that White House, We're voted in by Republicans, by white folks, right? Twice. And white women. Right. In 2016. So I'm like, so to turn around and say, but that was the whole point, though, with Donald Trump, because it goes to Johnson's, you know, if you can teach the poorest white man that he's better than the best black man, you can pick his pockets. Right. Right. So you give us your worst. Donald Trump is the fucking worst. <laughs> right. Let you give us the most ignorant, the most egotistical, the most dangerous, the most selfish. Right. White man that you could possibly put up to be president of the United States. The antithesis. Of what Obama is and what Obama ism stood for. Right. As a smush in the face to those of us that believe that we were on the beginning of America's progressive transition Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. not this place of deep regression. So, my question is if they, if burning the sheets was the response and burning down the country now is their response to Black people. Being in a place of authority and power, well, this doesn't ever end, Mark, does it? Until they are sufficiently have burned shit down.
3: Well, and and let's let's add to it. Let's let's add mm-hmm. the insult to the injury for white folks. They, it, it, what did Charlton Heston say when he was head of the NRA? If you want my gun, you have to come and try, take it
4: from my cold dead try, hands.
3: Pry it from my and cold. Pry mm-hmm. That was a metaphor for America, if because America's changing. Uh, 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 um, uh, America is becoming a majority minority country. Mm -hmm. All right. So that's this is the last grasp. James Baldwin put it this way. He said, we have come to the end of one language and are about forming a new one. America is the last white country the world will ever see. There's no more Western civilization. Can't go no more West anymore. That can't explore no more. That's it's over. Also, that's why you gotta go out of space now.
4: That's mm. another thing. that's that's mm-hmm. a whole show right
3: there. That's that's another word. Uh because we can't do anymore here. So watch this. Dr. King, 1965, March from Summer of Montgomery, at the Montgomery State Capitol. How after the Civil War, America had to had to as he said, engineer a segregated society. And this is what he said. Through their control of mass media, they revised the doctrine of white supremacy. They saturated the thinking of poor white masses with it, thus clouding their minds. All right. Then they directed all of this. They put new laws on the books, the Jim Crow laws, all of that. And then Dr. King says this. It may be said of the slavery era that the white man took the world and gave the Negro Jesus and then it may be said of the construct Reconstruction era era that the Southern aristocracy Danielle took the world and gave world and gave the poor white man Jim Crow, and when white man had this Jim Crow, when his wrinkled stomach cried out for the food that his empty pockets could not provide, he ate Trim, Jim Crow, a psychological bird that told him that no matter how bad off he was, at least he was a white man better off than the black man. Mm. Jim Crow was that bird. So what is Trump is the Current manifestation. And so he's playing the race card. He's causing division. Because you don't want... So what's where Reverend Barber doing? He's trying to do the Poor People's Campaign. The Poor People's Campaign, which Dr. King started, was to correct what I just described. Hey, mm-hmm. guess what, y'all? Poor people. You know, let me tell y'all something. Come here. Y'all doing bad as us. Uh, white women in 2016. Y'all know Roe about now. Mark, you and Danielle tripping. We telling mm-hmm. white women y'all about to lose Roe. They didn't believe it. Yep. We get it. We we voting for the white woman that you don't vote for because y'all got crabs in the barrel. Remember, we won't serious exam when the white woman called my show and said, Mark, white woman got crabs in the barrel. Right. We tried to tell y'all nobody believed it. Oh, y'all just y'all been saying that for 50 years. No, they've been fighting it for 50 years. If we fought for one thing for 50 years, rather than think we're going to get it tomorrow on Instagram, think how far we would be. So Dr. King's trying to correct that. They kill him. Right. And then are correct it. And I go in. I've been to West Virginia. I've been to these places. People doing bad. Mm. So you got to distract them into Donald Trump and the foolishness and the hating us and trying to suck. we got to stop women. How how you gonna pay your rent? What, now I got to stop women. But you ain't got no money. Stop. Stop right there. Let's talk about how I get you some money, get you a real job, get you some real income. Nobody's a bigger reparations activist than me, advocate. We are, when white folks got FHA loans, Homestead Act, all the things that set up the middle class, middle class didn't come out from no cabbage patch. All right. Mm -hmm. All that's obsolete now. We need reparations. And I would even dare say white folks need a middle class upgrade. We do twice. They do once. So when you speak in those terms and people can't really get mad at you, they just ignore it because it's easier to be racist. Yep. It's easier
4: to hate. Yep.
3: It's easier, and it's the same thing. It's no different. We all are guilty of it. We just had a strike. We're striking over for the actors, folks. Mm -hmm. Black actors got to stick together. We still on strike. Uh, (laughs) We all are anesthetized by media, Netflix. We don't Netflix and chill. We Netflix and get intoxicated and zoned out from reality. Yup. And and now we
4: because it's a pacifier. Right, it is a pacifier.
3: and, but see, for them, Fox is their Netflix. That just ain't ours. Mm-hmm. They, they, they they ain't no different from us. They checking out on Fox. We checking out on something else or Love and Hip Hop or The Real Housewives. All right? Because that is the anesthetization. And that's an easy fix. That's the band-aid for your everyday reality of working too many long hours for too little money. So where is the vision in America to change that? Where well, you killed it in 19... 65. You killed it in 1968. Twice mm-hmm. in April and in June. Mm-hmm. You killed it November. 60 years this November. Mm-hmm. All right. You killed it. You know, you you ch- you know, then Johnson comes in and he's able to do some things, but then that's the end of that. Then you bring in Nixon. And I'm gonna tie this up nice little bow. That's to stop Nixon. Junkies who don't get help and don't go to any meetings, right? Never admit the drug controls them. You always had a feeling you can beat the drug. Now, that, now I'm, I'm saying junkies, that can go for alcoholics. I got this. I'm in control. No, you're not. The junkies for this anarchy, many of the same people that were around in the 70s with Nixon. What did Nixon always say? This was a botched up job botched up burglary never an admission that you violated the constitution you a doggone criminal i'm not a crook the people roger stone trump's man all yep, these people yep yep i like junkies they're still trying to prove that they got control over their behavior that the the, the criminality doesn't have control over it. so we can we can we we nixon was botched up man but we going we can do this for you we're gonna fix this N- at least nixon had the sense They put put a mirror in front of him and they put a crystal ball. And they said, you're going to end up like a guy in the future named Trump. You're going to lose all your business licenses, your business certificate, you're going to lose all your property. You might go to prison. You're going to have 91 charges against you. And Nixon still had the sense that he was now calling himself. He still had the sense. You know what? Mm, I don't think I'm going to do that. I think I'll just resign. That's the deal. We're going to cut you. Resign and all that goes away. Trump doesn't get it because he's going to go down with the white supremacist slave ship.
4: We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy,
0: and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.
1: Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like, I never liked being told, Oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com.
2: The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher.
4: I really hope that that is the case. I really do. Because, you know, when Joy said, this is the end of politics, I had said in 2016, this is white supremacy's last stand. That day, election day, that is what I said. Here we are now, eight plus years later, seven, eight years later, and we're watching this play out, the 91 charges, two impeachment trials. You know, losing the businesses on the hook, potentially for 250 million or more here in New York. Right. We're watching all of this play out. And I'm just like. But will it be the death knell? Do you know what I'm saying? If this is the end of politics, this is the last question for you. If this is the end of politics. Then what comes next?
3: <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, well, first of all, you said something, uh, Danielle, that I, that I I really just heard clearly. And I hope other people heard it as well. Eight years. It, 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 folks, time is not on us. Time is flying. Yep. Y'all, yep. we're almost a decade older than when Donald yep. Trump came in power. All oh, of dear look at, God. Look, look at y'all. Do y'all look the same? Does anybody listen to us look the same in the mirror more morning they did 10 years ago? So that's 10 years of foolishness and stress. If any one of us was in a relationship, I like to think, with somebody that crazy in our house for 10 years, they got to go. We would have said it. So the answer ultimately. Is going back to the unfinished business. Of the civil rights movement, of the black power movement, of the revolution. Okay, And that is fundamentally changing this country. Well, what does that mean? So folks, there are two kinds of revolution. There's a revolution and a counter-revolution. A revolution is for positive change. Counter-revolution is to stop it. Counter-intelligence is to stop it. That's COINTELPRO.
4: COINTELPRO. Mm-hmm. So
3: the revolution that Dr. King talked about, that Malcolm X talked about, was transformative in the sense that um, America would live up to the true meaning of its creed, that America would ultimately endorse the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, that America would ultimately bring about reparations, And to break it down even more, that Roe would be restored, that the Supreme Court would be expanded, that there would be universal, same day on-site, automatic voter registration. Now, think about those last few things I said in comparison to the other more lofty ideals. Those smaller things, that doesn't sound like heavy of a lift, does it? But it's up to us to do it. Because they're doing it, we can't complain about the hatred and the vitriol and the violence. Because the same people who look like you and me are doing it—they're out here doing it. We sitting home, oh, what we gonna do? Ah, huh? What's gonna happen? You know? And and I love Danielle, but but Danielle can't curse everybody out to freedom. No, we got, we we got. I no. wish she could, you know. But but I, I we've got to organize get ourselves together, take ourselves seriously and make movement a part of our daily lives and our daily habits and not just succumb. I'm going to say this, and this may may be um, uh, 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 controversial. Gavin Newsom fills the seat in the Senate. Black woman pledges a black woman. We can leave no stone unturned when it comes to justice. No, no, no. If white politicians in the Democratic Party have seniority and are treated with seniority, black politicians should too. Okay? So rather than people say, oh, you know, and I know Sister LaFontaine, good, oh, all that's all good.
4: You think Barbara Lee?
3: But why not Barbara Lee? Yeah. She has this. Why, why not Barbara Lee? Oh, it's her age. No, no, that's not because her age. She voted 434 to one. She was the one vote against we against the war we now know was, was a mistake. That was the Iraq war. So I want you to look at all our progressive friends who pretend to be our allies. Allies to the black community. Allies to the Latino community. Allies to the LGBTQIA community. Allies to the, to the uh, uh, women community. To the feminist community. The womanist community. In California, we're we going to stop Barbara Lee. Because we're still on Iraq wartime. This must be a total, total overhaul of the way we think, of the way we support people and accountability we put on people and ultimately get to the place where we're not just voting for somebody to stop Donald Trump. Yep. That's all we're doing now. And yeah. really, to be fair, that didn't just start there. For years, we've been voting to stop people from somebody worse. If we do what we need to do, we'll be in the majority organically. Not even by manipulation, not even through redistricting, all the polls support the things we believe in, in the majority. That's what we got to do.
4: My friend, if there is anyone that can make it plain, it is you. If there is anyone that can bring together the burning of the sheets and the burning of the country, it is you. Mark Thompson, always a pleasure when you come to Woke AF Daily. And please come back. And if there's anybody,
3: if there's anybody, you remember remember the story Steve Harvey told in Kings of Comedy. He didn't like to go to church until he went to church one Sunday and there were folks, somebody jumped in line for the food after the church. And the little old lady in the church said, if this MF and when Steve Harvey heard cussing in church, he wanted to go to church every Sunday after that. So that's that's a little bit us too. We like to hear when you cuss folk out. So yeah, we love you for that. (laughs) Can't nobody cuss. It's funny. We love it. You know, love to have. They just let you do one of these Republican Uh, debates. I wish.
4: I wish they would. (laughs) I wish they would. It'd be the highest viewed. (laughs) I'll tell you that. Appreciate you, my friend.
3: We all love you. Woke AF.
4: That is it for me today, dear friends, on Woke AF as always. Power to the people and to all the people power. Get woke and stay woke as fuck. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, A-L-L. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child
0: healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.
1: This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country.